What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is a Phoenix Down 124.2, and we are continuing our playthrough of Resident Evil 4 Remake. Today I have with me Matt. Hello. And yeah, we last left off at the end of chapter 5, going into chapter, no, end of chapter 6, going into chapter 7. Three per recording for the first two recordings. Yes, and this one too. Um, Matt has made it farther than I have, but I will be the first to say that chapter 7 is very long, and chapter 8 is not too much shorter. So, two very long chapters here, and a good amount of stuff happens. I can't uh, tell what I prefer out of a game. Do I want every chapter to be about the same length? It makes it easier to plan. But on the other hand, I feel like it could take away from the surprise. Like if you know you're five minutes away from the end or so, or five or ten minutes, it could, you know, it, it could make things feel too the same every time you play. Sure. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure what I would actually prefer there. Sometimes when I want to wrap up a chapter at, let's say, 45 minutes and it goes another hour, it can be a bit annoying. Yeah. But on the other hand, again, sometimes sometimes it, it, it'll take a turn and, you know, I, I won't have expected it. And, you know, maybe an extra 20, 30 minutes can be an, an exhilarating finish to a chapter. Sure. They... Um... This game does pretty well, I would say. Um, the Chapter 7 did get a little long in the tooth, I would say, probably. Just because it was just a lot of action back-to-back. Um, and there wasn't much of the, the, like those breaks. Like where, you know, let's do a quest for the merchant or, you know, do, you know, do something else kind of thing. Um, it was kind of just run a gauntlet, go through a corridor, run another gauntlet. Um, it's interesting how it handles chapter ends because, the you know, a few of them have been, you know, your typical big bosses. Some of them have just been kind of kill rooms or gauntlets. Some of them have just kind of ended when you reach a room or something and it's just kind of a story beat end. Yeah. Yeah, they typically try to have some sort of a story beat even if it's a small one at the end of every chapter, you can kind of tell when an end of chapter is coming because it's like, it's a full on cutscene, and there's not that many of those here. They do a That's lot an of interesting ratio. Yeah. After how many like, <laughs> um, like metal gear games we played or like really story intensive games. This game really doesn't have as many cutscenes as I, kind of thought in my mind because so much of it is atmospheric and a lot of big things happen but you know some of those things are boss fights and you know frankly if when I remember Resident Evil 4 from the first time I played it some of those boss fights are so cinematic that maybe I envisioned them as cinematics right just there's not quite as many actual rendered cutscenes as I kind of thought there would be yeah, yeah, this is, they do a lot of their story and talking, like, just while you're in-game walking around. Um, 
and I'm, I'm totally fine with that. It feels a little bit more organic that way. And literally, so I mean, this game looks so good that some of the screenshots look like cutscenes. Yeah, like some of the parts when you see the castle off in the distance make me wish that if it, the same type of game was like a Castlevania game or something like just really it, it does such a good job of evoking that atmosphere that kind of haunted desolate castle I mean everything's crumbling I don't know it just some of those shots are just almost breathtaking in this game yeah no this this game looks pretty stinking good um are you playing on performance mode or are you playing on fidelity I think fidelity but I don't actually remember no I'm it was just a setting at the beginning right yeah, I think it was at the beginning, and you can change it whenever you want to. Interesting. But um, I don't remember yeah, what I picked, but if I was offered the choice, I probably would have picked Fidelity. Yeah, see, I'm playing performance. I want that 60 frames. I want to be able to blame the frame rate drop when I die. <laughs> Not really, but... <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Uh... I, I, I haven't tried the performance mode in it. I'm sure it's probably fine. I just remember, I keep going back to um, Control, how that game completely changed whenever I was playing in 60 frames. Like, everything just felt snappier. So. But yeah, we left off. We had escaped the village officially, and we're moving on to the castle. And... Yeah, this castle. Um, they don't waste any time. They just they just start throwing stuff at you, literally throwing, I guess, flaming rocks at you that explode. <laughs> I did quite a few times here, actually. Uh, well, I didn't. She actually did. did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, hey, you know, maybe stay with me because I didn't get hit. Somehow you got hit. Um, but yeah, you're, you're kind of like walking on the, um, well, I don't even know what the, what was what, what that part of a castle called? Like the, the castle wall area, the outer Ramparts? area, but it's not, it's not it the, the parapet. I think the, I think the parapet is just the cylindrical pieces in like the corners. Okay. So what is so this? The, the ramparts? rampart? Okay. The rampart. So it feels like you're walking around those on top of those and you're, you're going down into the walls itself at times. There's a lot of enemies here, but the big thing is, is there are four catapults launching this stuff at you. From what I can tell, you can do this entire thing without worrying about the catapults. You don't have to kill those guys. Um, and I think I did it the hard way. Um, I, tried to find the angles because there's always a red barrel next to them, but they're they're You have to hit them at a certain angle to make them blow up. I did that when I probably should have just made a beeline for the cannon that you can use. Um, which I didn't discover till the very end where there was only one catapult left and I used the cannon for it. That's what I did as well. So, um, Yeah. But running around here, I, I I probably got like five, six game overs here just because I actually. There was one if, part where I could see the red barrel and I could have sworn I could shoot it. 
but my bullet wouldn't get through the little crevice. So I had to, like, make my way over, climb up a ladder, and then get significantly closer to it before I could blow it up. Yeah. That happened, too. I know um, there was also the the, the blue um, medallions that you can hit here. I did get all of those. I got all those before I even actually accepted the quest. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I, well, I didn't find the note until after I'd blown the door open and it was right there at the door. I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm done now. So <laughs> yeah. at least it'll let you do that. Yeah. Get some free spinels out of it. There you go. Um, but yeah, you, you go through that, finally go through the door that you blow open, and you you run into like this giant like hallway. Um, the merchant has set up shop there, so you can save your game. You can buy stuff. He does offer something new here, but I can't remember what it was. You remember? You got a couple of new guns in this section. What'd He's you got get? the. Well, I, I this is when I I took my first opportunity to really upgrade, and I bought the Stingray. Right, the sniper I, rifle. Yeah, yeah, it's a sniper rifle. I keep thinking it's it's a faster than the regular sniper rifles, but it only looks a bit more modern. It's not like the bolt action rifle. Right. Um, it's been pretty good. I'm still using it at this point. Uh, I've been upgrading quite a lot now that I found out that a lot of your you get a lot of your upgrade value back when you sell the gun which i, I guess you get a lot more back now than you did in the original game so right. in my mind that's great because i can try it upgrade it and then ditch it not not get too attached i'm not holding out for the one weapon that i want before i start upgrading right I I I haven't purchased a new gun. I, I purchased the Magnum, the Broken Butterfly. I still have that. I still using the Riot Gun. I got rid of my pump action and went with the Riot Gun. I did that. That's that's the most recent one I bought. Yeah. Um. I actually found a new weapon. I, I guess it's after the section we'll talk about. But uh, the one thing I really want to know, I think I think we touched on this last week, is. I'm still using the original handgun. I definitely want to upgrade that and then figure out which one is worth using for the rest of the game. Right. Just no uh, matter what weapon I have, and I, you know, my reef case is absolutely chock full of weapons at the moment, but I'm still probably 80% of the time using my handgun. Yeah, that's me too. I've got still using that DLC handgun. Um, I got it fully upgraded. In fact, I have everything fully upgraded. Um, yeah, I think I'm, the only thing I'm really using is the riot gun, the DLC handgun and the Magnum. Those are the only three guns that I have. The, the I have Magnum no I actually longer. don't use. That's the only one that lets me, uh, sleep at night <laughs> is that I've got <laughs> only maybe seven bullets at any given time for my Magnum, six, seven bullets. Yeah, but I leave those, and that's the one that I try not to touch, just in case I am going to get ambushed by something big. I want to have that always kind of sitting there. Which, again, the way it kind of rubber bands you a little bit with ammo, maybe is not really a, a reasonable way to handle it. But I, I keep that, and then I've got my now I've got my riot gun, I've got my stingray, I've got my handgun, 
Um, and I've got a submachine gun of some type. So, yeah. I'm I'm actually a little bit nervous now that I'm over-weaponed. Because be- just, just between the weapons themselves and the ammo, it's taking up like 80% of my... Uh, my briefcase. Yeah, it's, um, I'm I'm minimalist apparently. I'm I'm and I honestly I have no long range weapon whatsoever. I've just been using. I use the handgun the majority of the time. If I got shield guys or if I've got like um, three enemies real close to me, I'll I'll whip out the riot gun, and the magnum is for emergencies only. So, I've I used the magnum a couple of times. Um, Particularly whenever Ashley gets grabbed, I'm just like, all right, you are going to die instantly and shoot them in the head. Or, or in my case, at the very end of this chapter, shoot Ashley on accident and kill her. <laughs> so, yeah, that happened. But, yeah, going through this hallway, there is um, there's a upper and lower level that you can go to. Um, and when we entered this hallway after going past the merchant and stuff like that, um, we run into our, our next villain. He looks different from what I remember. Um, I remember Napoleon Bonaparte child. (laughs) He's still in the game. He's just come. He just comes later. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. So I thought the so, same thing. I'm like, oh, I thought this was like a kid. Right. And you see her, it's an old lady. But also still short. <laughs> yeah. So th- so th- so this is this is a old woman? I think so. Really? Okay. Wow. Uh I I don't know. I th- I just saw a a little kid looking thing and I was like, "Oh, that's the one. Where where's his where's his admiral hat?" He always wore an admiral hat. <laughs> yeah, he's coming. Gotcha. Okay. But, um, well, I can't, I don't even know what this character's name is. Um, but basically, she six them on us, six 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 the guys on us, and this is where we meet the cultists looking people wearing the robes. And that's where you start running into the shielded guys, guys carrying a shield. That's always fun. Yeah, luckily breakable. Yeah. So you can brute force them if you need to. The best thing to do is pull out that shotgun. I usually pull out the shotgun aim for the legs. Yep. But, uh, um, and then we, we, is it this part where we meet the, the, the new Pelagos that, emerge from the head and then jump on us and instant kill us. Yep. They do more damage. They take more damage, but at least they don't whip quite as far. Yeah. They have to get up on you. And when they get, when they start getting pretty close to you, I'd say probably within about seven feet, they will jump up into the air and go up on the ceiling somewhere. Do not walk under them because they will instantly drop down on you and eat your head. And you die. A bunch of new enemies in this level. Was it well the 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 little spider things? They come in the next chapter, right? I was thinking of the um, 
the the Wolverine looking guy, the Garador. Oh God, oh man! So we have to talk about that. Yeah, that happens in this too. That's when you go into the dungeon. You have to separate with with Ashley for a little while, and you fall down. You're trying to solve a puzzle, and when you get to the end of the puzzle, you fall down into the dungeon area, and that's when you come face to face with something that I completely forgot was in this game. <laughs> yeah, me too. And it is this giant brute of a man. Reminds me of Baraka from Mortal Kombat. I was thinking a mix of Baraka and Bane. Yeah. Because he's got kind of like a face mask on. Yeah. Um, And he has these blades attached to his arms. I'd say he probably stands about 6'8". Very tall, like buff dude yeah, this whole his, section gives me a little bit of a Hellraiser vibe too because there's like blood yeah. everywhere and there's spikes everywhere yeah there's chains hanging and stuff yeah um and the the mechanic of this enemy is his mouth is sewn shut as well as his eyes so he is blind and he doesn't know where you are as long as you're not making sound now, what constitutes sound? Walking without crouching, running, obviously, shooting, and running into things. And so the chains that are hanging there. <laughs> exactly. And so there's a bunch of chains hanging around, and if you hit them and jangle them, um, he hears it. And when he hears a sound, this is no exaggeration, he full sprints in the direction of the sound while swinging those blades wildly and just <laughs> yeah and it is terrifying that's all of it's more or less terrifying than the chainsaw people I find this guy way more terrifying than the chainsaw people I think that rush is terrifying but there's something about the chainsaws in this game that Especially when you kind of hear them or you hear, like, boards splintering, then you hear a chainsaw. There, that fills me with a sense of dread. This one, this is like a panic. Like, oh, crap, he's coming out of me. I'm just, like, pushing buttons, trying to get out of his way. Yeah. Um, and I keep forgetting how good this game is until it's too late. <laughs> so, and I don't mean, like, I, I died necessarily, although that's happened. Um there's a part a little bit later where you where you fight like two of these guys and they do this I don't I don't think they do it with this first fight but they there are there's a lot more environmental interactions in this game than I pay attention to in the moment cuz I'm so sure. terrified of this guy coming at me and I'm just like trying to escape especially when they're throwing other people at you in these multiple enemy fights I need to slow it down a little bit and pay attention to the environment because there's so many opportunities to use the environment that I oftentimes after a battle, I'll be walking through looking for pickups and stuff yeah. and I'll just see all the things that I should have paid attention to. It happened in the last recording too in the uh, – when you're fighting the Chainsaw Sisters because I never even, like I said, left that room 
Yeah. And then after the fight, I'm walking around. I'm like, oh, there's a, you know, there's the fire that you can drop. There's some more fire that you can drop. You know, and then you, you have easy access to escape them, you know, with the multi-level environments and traps and bear traps everywhere in this game. And I just never pay attention because I'm so terrified of, <laughs> of getting mobbed in these big fights. That's exactly what happened in the next encounter after this guy. When you're doing dealing with the cultists and the guy with the lantern. That happened with me. We'll we'll get into that. That happens in the next chapter. Yeah, and but, I just uh, like I, I just in the moment I'm just scared for my life, right? And then I I've routinely throughout this game been impressed how close to zero I can get on life or weapons or ammo. Yeah, only to survive and you know and then fight to live live to fight another day, but. It's only more in the last few hours of gameplay that I've really been impressed with the the layout of some of these encounters. Just not seeing it until it's too late. Yeah, you utilizing it at the wrong time or not utilizing it at all. Yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell. Apparently, when I when you got enemies coming at me, I find the nearest wall, put my back to it, and start blasting. <laughs> and even that, I mean, that's a strategy I've used probably far more than I should. And then the number of times I'll catch something out of my eye, turn, and then a cultist has jumped down right next to me. And the place yeah. I thought was safe isn't safe. Ugh, this game is just so good at that. So good at these these fights. And it, it, the, I feel like maybe you could cheese the game, but I feel like every time I try to set myself up safely, it doesn't work. Either a wall breaks down or somebody jumps over it or something happens where I'm, I'm on the run. Hoping I can pick up some ammo along the way. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. So good. So yeah, the the um the, the the thing you have to do with the blind guys is that they have a parasite on their back. So the best thing to do is wait till they have their back turned to you and shoot them in the back. Shoot that parasite on the back. That doesn't instantly kill them. You shoot them and they are mad and coming after you. So you got to kind of like silently hide for a little while until he starts looking around again. But after beating him, we are able to meet back up with Ashley and she's like, what the hell happened with you? He's like, yeah, you don't want to go down there. <laughs> Didn't he kind of like lie to her a little bit? He's like, oh, they have an animal locked up down there. Yeah, well, she, well, we heard him screaming or grunting and they're like, what the hell is that? They got an animal locked down there. And, uh, when you come back up, he's like, yeah, they had an animal down there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we get our, we get our, I can't remember what we were looking for down there, but we, we got our, our puzzle piece. And, um, we have to, um, make it through the hallway, which leads to the courtyard. Um, the final part and this is where you were like okay I've, I've been playing this for probably about an hour we're done right no you got a whole nother room with a whole bunch of guys and oh no this is the part where you have to uh, lower the the staircase with the the crank you have to yeah. drop down and there's like that part with the water the four, four water quadrants yeah yeah 
And, and this um, is just after there was a little puzzle with like swords on the wall. There were like indentations on the wall, and you have to move swords around. You got a rusted sword. You got a bronze sword, bloody sword, and a gold sword. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of these though are they easier than they were in the first couple of Resident Evil games? Some if, of these if, do feel a little easier. If not easier, just shorter. Like, everything you need is within 20 yards of you. It's not like you're picking things up from one side of the level and taking it to the other side of the level. Maybe that's intentional to reduce backtracking and to make things a little bit more logical, but it, it feels like there aren't too many puzzles that are really head-scratchers. Most of them are just like this one, which is just move a couple things around until it clicks. Yeah. Yeah. Some of which could be brute-forced. But, um, yeah, uh, and uh, once again, another gauntlet. You got a whole bunch of guys, uh, got to jump down, raise the, uh, or, or I say lower the staircase, climb back up. Now you've got the crank that you can then bring the other staircase. Um, and the whole time you got guys coming after you. Um, well, thinking something make- was going to happen with the water. The fact that there's these like black water geysers. Yeah. I'm like, what's coming out of that geyser? (laughs) Right. Nothing, apparently. Yeah, nothing. It's just Just there to be ominous. But um, after we get through that, then begins the final push. And I'm just like, man, it's another 20 minutes. Um, Where you crank. You have to raise this bridge, basically. So you got the black goo. You can't cross until you get the bridge up. Well, you can crank one of them and get the bridge halfway up. But there's there's two others that you have to do. You can't reach them, but actually can. So you boost her up. And she's got to go over there and crank each one on each side. And this is where enemies are now coming both at you on the lower floor and at her on the upper floor. So you got to protect her because they'll grab her. And then you also got dudes on your level trying to kill you. Um, and again, it, it kind of ramps frantic. nicely, right? Where it starts off, you're just picking one or two guys off that are chasing her. You're like, this isn't too bad. Yeah. And then a few minutes later, you realize there's people on your level too. So you're kind of jumping back and forth. It's the kind of thing it does well. Um, it's definitely a change of pace from some of the rooms because the the biggest risk here is that they walk off with her. Yeah. I feel like the guys that come after you, there's nothing overly dangerous, just some regular guys to distract you mostly. Yeah. This was also the part where I shot Ashley on accident. This was the part where I was really happy to have the stingray. Oh, yeah, see, I didn't have any of that. I think if you get a chest shot or a headshot with a stingray, most of those regular cultists go down with one hit. So maybe I need to look into a long range weapon. Yeah, this th- I mean this part especially was perfect for because you know, it's, it, they're not really moving that chaotically. Sometimes they run, but a lot of times they're just kind of walking slowly so you can really line it up and just you know, pop some pretty easy headshots here and one shot, one kill. There you go. Yeah, I may look into the Stingray then, because mm, 
this was kind of hard. I was using handgun and a shotgun for guys on my level. And I was literally out of all ammo with the exception of the Magnum. And I, and when I finished this part, I had one shot left. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But I made it. And then that's when we cross over into the next chapter. What, what basically what happens is, is we make it to what I guess is the courtyard. We're an outside now. And, um, we're talking with Ashley and she starts saying weird stuff and she pulls Leon's knife from her or from him and cuts Leon. So she tries to stab Leon. He grabs the knife with his hand and is like cutting his hand. And then she takes the knife to her throat and we realize, Oh, she's being controlled by the parasite. And it's, she snaps out of it and freaks out. And when she she separates from us, like gets away from us, and a, a freaking gate closes down on us to where we can't get to her, and she runs off. So now we're separated. Well, that exact scenario happens a couple times in this game. Yeah. So that's the end of Chapter 7. Chapter 8, it's all about finding Ashley. Uh, at this point, we try to call Hunnigan. Hunnigan, she's got she's breaking up real bad. We can't hear anything. So we're like, all right, we got to find Ashley. So we can't go the way she went. Got to go around. And we go all the way around this freaking area. Man. This is where we run into the cultists. That was kind of the first thing that happened. Um, we run into this room where there is a... We need to open a door. The door requires a lantern. There is a cult leader, I guess is the best way I can describe it, who has the lantern and is using it to... There's a bunch of people in this room. And when he slams down the lantern, it automatically makes the the other cultist heads explode and the parasite come out. So he's generating parasites. Also, every time he slams it down, it gives Leon a headache and will periodically stun him. The good thing is, is that it also stuns the enemies too, but it completely screws up my shots every time it happens. Me too. Now with these, with these encounters with the cult leaders, can you focus on him, take him down more quickly, and then prevent the total number of parasites that you'd have to fight? I would assume so. I wasn't able to do that because he was on the other side of the room, and this is where I put my back against the wall, and there was only one entrance, and I just shot everybody who slowly walked through. Yeah, that's what I've done on all, on all these fights, is just kind of set up, get rid of all the grunts, and then when there's no one else to convert take down the cult leader, but I wonder if it would have been easier if you could find a way to get him first. Well, truth be told, it would have been a lot easier if I actually went into the room because there was so many explosive barrels I could have used and stuff like that. And I was just like, man, I completely just screwed this. I mean, there was like multiple barrels I could have shot, but I was like, yeah, but they're all in there and I don't know where they're at. (laughs) Too risky. Yeah, I make them come to me. 
But uh, and it, the good thing is, is like there was a lot of parasites, so I could just throw out a flashbang and boom, they're dead. It's pretty satisfying the way they it kind is. of explode. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I took out the cult cultist guy, and he was he was a different type of parasite too, right? He was like one of those that can take your head off in one bite, but I guess he was just harder to kill. Yeah, I think so. But, um, yeah, did that, killed him, got the lantern, and I'm pretty sure there's a merchant right after this, like in a little corridor. Didn't buy anything new. Um, save my game there. And then that's where you go through the another, the other gauntlet where you have to pull the, the levers to do like the sun gate and the moon gate. Am I thinking right? Uh, yeah, there's this section. I just there's one more of those puzzles that I just shook my head at though. There's it's just a tiny little puzzle where you've got like you're going through kind of like the the standard almost mansion esque rooms, and there's you have to get four like stone tablets to open yeah, a door. Yeah, that's right. That's where we're and I was just into like Ada. all all four stone tablets are just in this one room. Yeah. What like I don't know. I just. I just shaking my head a little. I mean, I guess it wasn't quite as easy as just get the four and put them in because you had to like flip them and make sure you, you know, make sure you had the right order. And because there were a couple that had any given design on it, you weren't always sure if you had the right one. But yeah. you know, e- even with that, it was just again, it was just moving things around until it clicked in some sense. And I, that's right. It's maybe the only thing that that I'm not real impressed with in this game is the puzzles. Right. But this is also the room where we run into Ada for the first time. She uh, has her gun on us. She's like, don't go anywhere. And Leon's like, I'm not playing that game. So he pulls out his knife. They start doing a little kung fu fighting. And they both stop. And she tells Leon... It's not too late for you to get out of here. Forget about the girl. She's screwed. And Leon's like, I can't do that. And he's like, so who are you working? Who are you working for now? She's like, you know, I'm not going to tell you that. Yeah. And she she Batman's she she disappears out the window. Leon kind of gives a little chuckle. So. I don't think that'll be the last we see of her. And that's when we solved that puzzle that was kind of not really a puzzle. And this is where we run into the, the new enemy type. So uh, there's a long hallway and there's <laughs> a cultist on the end of it. And we're like, okay, whatever. Well, this parasite, which looks like a spider will latch onto the back of a cultist. And when it does it, it instantly turns him into like a berserker yeah. where he just bum rushes you, just ah, running straight towards you. And so the, the strategy there is, is to 
knock that parasite off of the cultist. Um, and you can do that a number of ways. If you shoot it, obviously it falls off, but uh, a hard blast, so like a shotgun blast, will knock it off. Now that parasite's not dead. You still got to shoot the parasite, and the parasite will run and try to get to another cultist. Or if there's nothing around, it'll, it'll come after you. But oh, it's easier to try to kill the parasite or to just headshot the cultist so he's got nothing to latch on to. I don't know. Like if you if you if you can get the parasite by itself, I think one good handgun shot will kill it. It's just they're fast. So there's our next enemy type. I can't wait till they incorporate all of these suckers. Which yeah, sure wave is, after wave. Yeah, coming soon. Um, but yeah, the next part, we're back on the ramparts a little bit. And even here, again, not to harp on the puzzles, but all these sun and moon puzzles are pretty much just go until you can't go anymore and then flip the switch. Pretty much. I mean, there's a, but... there's a little bit of backtracking, and it does matter, I guess, but... There was never a point where I was trying to figure out what I should do. It was just keep going. And if you can't go anywhere, find the closest switch and pull it. Yeah. The, you could backtrack a little bit and find, like, treasures and stuff like that. Yeah. I got, like, this ornate necklace that, like, you can put, like, five gems in. So I'm going to try and get some good cash for that. Yeah, I another thing that I've missed a lot of in this game and I've only realized it maybe an hour or two ago of gameplay is that there's a lot of little like metal I thought they were just lanterns I thought they were just background for a while mm -hmm. but a lot of little like cont metal containers that you can shoot and they've got like gems in them a lot of times yeah that's that's part of the extended um map the extended treasure map I'm starting to think that that those are always there it's just that the map is automatically showing them as soon as I enter the room. Yeah. So. Now that I realize those are actually worth, like, looking out for and shooting, it's been good. I just don't know how many I've missed now in this game. Yeah. Yeah. I've probably gotten 10 so far. I, I, I would say I've probably only gotten 5, 5 or 6 maybe. Yeah. I've been trying to check the map every time I go into a new area just in case there's something there. Do a little bit of a sweep because I guess you can. I assume you can kind of backtrack all the way to the beginning of the castle, although I don't know that. But you definitely <laughs> can't go back to the village at this point, right? There's I don't no think way back. So. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I think you can technically backtrack all the way back. Um, I may be wrong though. Like after this, after this quote boss fight that we have. We may not be able to. Yeah, every time there's like a drawbridge or something, I'm like, oh, well, this marks a point where I cannot return to. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we're, we're doing the sun and moon, opening the gates. Not too difficult. Um, and then we make it back outside to the ramparts. And this is where we run into our pseudo boss fight, which is more of like avoid him until you can get the cannon yeah um it's another uh el gigante 
but he's armored, so you can't really shoot him, but he's throwing stuff at you. And honestly, I kind of just ran. Like I'd run by the cultist guys that were after me and just tried to make it to where, like, where it's telling me to stop. And it told me to stop whenever Leon was like, oh, look, a cannon. Yeah. I was like, I can use that. Yeah, it's an interesting little tension bit. Um, The fact that you see the cannon, you raise the cannon, you have to actually raise it twice to get it all the way up to the roof. Yep. Before you can use it. So it. I thought they would actually do a little bit more to be like, oh, it's almost there. You know, we're almost to the end. And then all of a sudden a, a couple more waves come. But it's really just a... It's really just a couple of guys in that tower with you, right? Only two or three. Yeah, not cultists. too many. Not too many. Although I did say uh, I, I wish I'm using a Xbox One controller now because my Xbox Series X controller has got major drift on the right stick. I was missing the the Xbox Record button that's on the Series X controller because I don't know what happened. But there was a part in that little cylinder area where you can raise the um, the cannon where there's a ladder. And one of the cultists, I don't know what happened because I didn't see all the way up to the top of the ladder. He apparently must have misstepped because he fell from the ladder <laughs> without me doing anything and landed on his ass <laughs> and then slowly got up. And I was like, whoa, you okay, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I don't know if he'd been drinking a little bit before coming, but, uh, that was really funny. I was like, damn, I wish I could have recorded that. <laughs> That's funny. But, um, yeah, get the, get the, uh, get the cannon up and we shoot the gigante, shoot him right in the eye and he falls off the castle and everything's calm and quiet. And I was like, yeah, that's not the end of him. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it right away. You didn't hear any Wilhelm scream, so you know he's still alive. Exactly. So, uh, and then after that, he's basically just, you shoot the shoot the door, and then you can just drop down and walk across. Um, but, of course, as we're walking across, he emerges again, comes up, grabs a hold of the, uh, the, the side of the wall. Um but eventually just falls. We didn't have to do anything, right? Yeah, it was just a bit of a cutscene. Yeah, just a little cutscene. I did waste and... a lot of ammo right before that, shooting the cultists when I think I could have just used the cannon to take them out. Yeah, I definitely used the cannon right there. I should have. But, um, yeah, make it back. When we run back in, they actually were back in the courtyard area. She's just kind of sitting there. And I was like, well, I'm glad you caught a breather because I sure as hell didn't. But um, she's, she apologizes for for attacking him, and she's really scared, and Leon's trying to comfort her. It's okay to be scared. But we're going to make it through this. Just warn me next time you're going to stab me, okay? And uh, that's the end of the chapter. And that's the end of chapter 8, and that's where I stopped. I literally did that probably an hour ago. So, yeah, both these chapters were li- li- the, the seventh. The seventh chapter was definitely a lot longer than anything we've ran into so far. Chapter eight was long, but not as long. 
Yeah, I feel like seven and nine are are the longest ones so far. Yeah. Which we'll have to get into that at a later time. Unfortunately, I've got to travel again next week, so we will we'll be taking a week off. But I'm hoping this will be the last time I travel for a while. So, fingers crossed. But uh, if you would like to uh, send us an email, we have not got any emails about Resident Evil. Send them in, guys. Come on. I know you're listening. Tell us what tell us tell us what you think. Especially on this one, this Resident Evil Four remake for me was almost a little bit more under the radar than the the two and three remakes. Definitely for me. I just kind of forgot about this a little bit. All of a sudden, it was out. I got I got interested. I wouldn't even say excited necessarily, but I'm actually a lot more excited about it now that we're playing it. And I'm like, oh, this was a great game, and it also looks fantastic. Yeah, and it's just thing. tightened and tuned that much further. I think I think it was my 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 negativity toward Resident Evil Four as a whole that kept me from getting excited for it. I don't know why, but um, I knew it was coming out, and I was like, and I even told myself, I was like, I, I'll get this one day. I'm not in any kind of a rush because you know I was like, hey, Resident Evil Four is good, but I, it's not my favorite, and I'll get to it eventually. No, I'm really glad we're doing this. This is really fun. I like this game a lot. I've, I've, I've got a newfound respect for Resident Evil 4. Yeah. But if you would like to send us an email, it's drew at ztgd.com. You can also X to us, tweet to us, whatever you want to call it. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be it for us. Shorter, shorter episode this time. That's okay. A lot of stuff happened though. We so exciting stuff! Boss fights, cultists. Yeah, We're in the cultists. castle. The the weird berserker dude with the with the blades on his arms. Quite creepy. But uh, no, I'm enjoying the crap out of this game. I really am. And I'm excited to get back into it. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be it for us. We're going to wrap this one up. Um, I hope you guys have a great week. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Sorry, I, I, I got to travel for work. Life comes at you fast, man. But until next time, I'm Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. Have a great week, and we'll be back in two weeks with the continuation of Resident Evil 4 Remake.